Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 630. I always focus on is ensure that those around you are materially better off as a direct result of your business. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, all the way from the United Kingdom, Rob Earl. Rob, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. I'm definitely ready. All right, great. Nice to have you here. Rob Earl is the Managing Director of G-Technique in the United Kingdom, a worldwide ultra-durable line of car care products. As the son of a two-time Grand Prix winning race car driver, Rob's mother, yeah, I said mother, was a big influence on his life and his passion for cars. G-Technique was founded in 2000 by Rob's good friend, Drew Gill. Drew, a fellow petrol head, was so dissatisfied with other car care brands, he decided to create his own. And armed with a PhD in quantum physics and applied mathematics, Drew developed a superior line of products. And in 2004, Rob purchased the European rights for G-Technique, transforming Drew's research project to a well-respected international line of products for automotive enthusiasts who demand perfection. The G-Technique mantra is smart surface science. So Rob, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your business, and of course, your passion for automobiles and making them look really good. Yeah, absolutely. You've given the background very well there. And <laughs> um, we're really in this market to bring very, very high-tech car care to as wide an audience as possible. It was something that Drew started and he was dissatisfied with other products. And the be of the bang, I say, was with him being able to understand the physics of how, how services should, should work. Mm. We're looking to touch a lot of people with that and bring better quality product to them. Well, this is really intriguing to me because as my listeners know, I have a a long background in car care products, developing them, marketing them, selling them and working with them. And while I'm not a chemist, I certainly got involved in all the technical aspects. Now, things have changed radically in the last five, six, seven, even 10 years in this marketplace. And the science behind 
car care is what is really prevailing. And, and that sounds to me what G-Technique is all about. You've got a PhD guy that took all that brain power and applied it to how products yeah. work on surfaces. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that is right. I mean, look, what we're doing essentially is, I mean, the key thing here is, you know, the reason why the phone in your pocket can do basically what a, uh, an IBM mainframe computer could do 20, 30 years ago is advances in silicon, advances in semiconductor technology. Mm-hmm. Sure. And really, we're taking a lot of that and working with that to have these kind of spin-offs. Sure. And sure. it's really, you know, that, and that's really where it's at. Drew was the quantum physicist. I don't claim to be a physicist. I'm just persistent, really. <laughs> you're, the, you're the marketing <laughs> genius behind it, and I love the concept. I'm just persistent. Tenacious yeah. and persistent, and that's the yeah. sign of a true entrepreneur. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about G-Technique. We're going to learn a lot more about you. Maybe we'll learn a little bit about your mom and her racing history. Yeah, that is quite unusual. Yeah, very (laughs) unusual. unusual. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So take the wheel. Well, never give up. That's really kind of... One of the critical things I would always say, anybody who's setting off on their own, doing a business, it really is a, a main part of it. And you know, one of the things I always focus on is ensure that those around you are materially better off as a direct result of your business. And I think that is that is absolutely critical. We focus that uh, the people who are using our products, their businesses are doing better. It's not just about product, it's about process as well. And really focus on being useful. I think if you focus on that, a lot of other things fall into place. And I think, you know, success is really, it's a byproduct of getting those elements right. You know, this is a really nice thought process. And first and foremost, never, ever give up. I love that quote, Sir Winston Churchill, fellow Brit of yours, of course, right. who made that yeah. quote are very well known and uh, worked during World War II, that horrible yeah. time. But that's a fantastic yeah. thing. But I like even better here the concept of what you guys are doing, because as I go through your website, I see a lot of talk about training, about technical side, sure. about people yeah. learning the proper process. And I love the right. fact that you want to leave people better off, not only your customers, but your users of your product and, and in game. Absolutely. So, so how have you incorporated that a little bit into the product of G Technique? You know, we're still, you know, we've been going for 10 years, but it- I still feel that we're we're still at the foothills of that process, and you know there's a lot of people out there doing doing a good job on this, but it's really kind of the narrative is very much detailing has become a thing, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of people doing it. Certainly in the UK and the US, it's, it it is a big thing, and and people look to detailers to to understand how best to look after their cars, and you know really me as Robert Earl kind of saying, hey look, this is this is what I say and this is what I recommend. And people are going to look at that and go, yeah, well you would say that because it's your company. But I think, <laughs> you know, we, we really want to get, you know, we want to help uh, the detailers, the accredited detailers build their business, help them understand the products and then help the enthusiast market. And that, you know, I think really the enthusiast market, it's a growing market. It's growing year on year all the time. Mm-hmm. People really want to do the best, uh, look after their, their pride and joy the best way that they can. Well, and the other part of this is Technology and paint surfaces have radically changed over the last five to ten years, too. The clear coats that are on cars are vastly different than the older cars when they used to even have single stage. But even the older clear coats are vastly improved now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're much more difficult to work with in some respects. So they need a special kind of surface care product on them so that they work in conjunction with each other. Sure. Yeah. I've detailed more cars than I could ever even imagine yeah, to Mark, count. So. Mark, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have. I'm speaking to the converted here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, you know, really, I, 
you know, ultimately, I think the main thing that we're offering, particularly on clear coats, is offering a degree of resistance to, to wash swirls. And that, that to me, is the, the thing that kills kills finishes is you know, the car gets washed. It will, you will get little scratches into it, and that will dull the finish over time. That, that is the primary thing that we're doing. All the other bits, the, the beading, the dirt repellency, that's fine. But it's just keeping the scratches out of the clear coat. That's the key thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'd like to go back in time a little bit. I kind of touched a little bit on the fact that your mom used to drive race cars, which is pretty cool. But tell us a story (laughs) that instigated your passion for cars. I'm guessing she had some influence on you as a young man. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car guy? You know, I just kind of grew up with it. You know, mom, she's quite an individual, I would say. (laughs) It sounds like it. Yeah. She was very much a very tomboyish she she had and she was given you know they, they thought it was just hilarious this is back in the 60s and she was working in uh, in the far east in singapore and malaya thought it was unreal that there was there was this woman lady racing driver mm-hmm. and you know all kinds of stories here you know, she uh, kind of found a, a bugatti and that was uh, all in pieces bugatti 35 oh my gosh you know back then nobody really knew the value of it but she, you know she persuaded this this car was was taken to pieces and hidden this was just pre-war that they kind of hid all the all the components right and like the the engine the the engine block was buried in a in a mucky and the farmer was using the chassis for a cart for his i think it's a horse-drawn cart or whatever my mum kind of worked this one out so, oh wow <laughs> that's bugatti <laughs> yeah so say, yeah we know it's bugatti we try to get this guy to put it together he said I bet you a case of beer and a bottle of scotch are going to get that car put back together by Easter time. Wow. And she did it. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's Yeah, cool. she's quite a character. Won two Grand Prix. And so, you know, really, I kind of grew up with these kind of stories. And then also, you know, she never stopped driving at 10 tenths. And I grew up in the west west of Ireland. And, yeah, just excellent driver, <laughs> excellent skills, er, going everywhere at 10 tenths. So, you know, that kind of fairly uh you know i always think apples never fall far from the tree and, and that's one of them i can imagine as a small lad let's go to the grocery store that must have been exciting hold on to the yeah. grocery bags <laughs> exactly that's very fun so so yeah i suppose that's that's really what started it so i've always always had a thing about cars yeah very nice what a wonderful story thank you cheers to your mom well, Rob, what I want to do now is look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl into the hood and ask you to share a, a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this, of course, has to do with what did it teach you? How did you overcome it so that you could improve and move forward? Yeah, I mean, look, I think the obvious one, my business burnt down on 29th of September 2012 at three o'clock in the morning. That was a pretty big setback. Mm-hmm. Lost everything. And I kind of drove to the premises with 40-foot flames coming out of the roof. Oh, my gosh. It was kind of one of those things, and, and I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that you make things up. And you, you know, People talk about process in life and things taking a long time and building up. There's some things you just know, and I just knew at that point this was a very minor setback. Mm. And, but you know, it was one of, those, one of those things that actually made my whole team focus really well. We, we, uh, we knew, as with yeah insurance claims we weren't going to get everything back so we we just had to knuckle down and get things back up again yeah so that really um so in essence you had to rise like the phoenix absolutely yeah 
Boy, fires. I've had several guests on the show who's lost businesses to fires. Yeah. I got awoke in the same way one morning with a company I was involved with. Uh, hey, the building's on fire. One of my employees yes. on a weekend. What do I do? I <laughs> get out of the building yeah. and then yeah. call the police, yeah. you know, but it's a, yeah. it's a horrible thing to go through. Uh, if, if somebody else listening is going through something like this or something traumatic like that, what's a good takeaway you could offer them to kind of Help them think about how to move Ooh. past that. It's a difficult one. I mean, look, I think one of the things, and this sounds a bit odd, but we kind of grown and grown and grown, and yeah, I kind of knew our level of insurance wasn't going to be sufficient. You know, our level of, of business interruption insurance wasn't going to be sufficient to keep us going. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't have insurance, but one of the things I took away from that, I said, well, I knew straight away at three o'clock in the morning, watching the forty foot flames going up in the air, I knew the only way we'd get back was to start trading asap don't wait for anything just get going right. and uh, mm-hmm. and that's what we did and we borrowed a friend of mine had a big uh, grain storage barn that he wasn't using so we set up in there and within a very short period of time we were back you know we were back up to about 80 percent within a couple of months and that was really you know i would say people lose focus people people lose attention very quickly and yes. i think you know, the key thing there is people understand what you're going through and they say, oh, well, things are going to But, you know, people can see, you know, the truth comes through always in yeah, the end. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that we were so quick to get back up and so so keen to get going, you know, I think a lot of our customers just went, wow, you know, these guys, it's just a setback. It's not a, right. it, it's not something that's going to stop them in their tracks. That's very well said. Roll up your sleeves and get to work. And it reminds me yeah. of another great Sir Winston Churchill quote. When you're marching through hell, just keep marching. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Yeah, there's a Dr. Seuss. Which one's the doctor? Oh, I can't remember which one it was. But one of those Dr. Seuss books is just fantastic. And it just says, just keep going. If you're going through bad times, just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I love it. Great, great advice. Well, let's shift gears yeah. here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Some point in time, would you decide to make a turn? Now, I know that your career further back was very different than what you're doing now. And if you want to touch yeah. on that, because it's very interesting to me. But tell us the steps you took to turn that career aha moment into a success. The shifting gears, it was a number of things. I was doing this this job. I was working for an Italian company. And it was it was fine. Um, but, you know, I'd had, and again, it's one of those aha things. It's the It's those moments. And it's being able to kind of, to be aware of them and also, also be honest to them as well um and i i remember at school and i saw this guy and he was a businessman i just thought this guy was really cool he's running his own business he was the master of his own destiny and i deep down I, i'd always wanted to be that guy mm. and um anyway a number of events came came to pass but that was you know it was really this is an opportunity it's just what i've always wanted to do <laughs> yeah so that was really the changing gear I guess. Well, yeah, I want to give our listeners a little touch of here because as my understanding, before you got involved here, you were working in a a company supplying food and building camps for United Nations peacekeepers and NATO forces in countries like Liberia, Yugoslavia, Afghanistan, herding sheep on a million acre farm in Australia. I mean, you've done some interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all a bit different. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> I guess the the takeaway here, the shift is: don't be afraid to take on a new challenge. Uh, go in a new direction. Uh, do something that combines your passion with a career. Yeah, and I think and I think it, it, it's my now wife who kind of kicked my ass and said, "Look, you know, I was working at 
in this uh, business we were supplying. Um, it was a very good business. We say, for example, United Peacekeepers, United Nations Peacekeepers went into former Yugoslavia. We supplied everything they needed. We did all their logistics, supplied their food. Wow. It was a great operation. But yeah, my wife did turn around to me and said, um, you know, it is an Italian family business. Um, first of all, are you Italian? Are you a member of the family? <laughs> yeah. No to no, both. So, well, no, yeah. How far, do you, how far do you think you're going to get with this? It's like, oh, yeah. You're actually telling me something I've known for a while. Um, like me, you married a very smart woman. <laughs> I did. I did. I sure did. So, you know, then it was really, I, I just knew I, I wanted to run my own business. And that yeah. and, and this opportunity came up. Well, let's talk a moment about Prouder's career moments. I would assume you've had many in all the various things that you've done. But is yeah. there one that stands out for you? I think the proudest thing is when I succeed in, in the uh, in our goal to make people material better off. I called a guy the other day and he'd been accredited with us. He'd been going for two years. He said, look, Rob, my business is up a hundred percent. Nice. That to me is golden. I always come back to that. And, you know, and I always ask people say, you know, what do your customers think? Are your customers happy? Are they satisfied? You know, and you've got to always listen to that. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. you have to, you have to pick up these tips, good and bad. And, uh, you know, when we hear, yeah, customers are happy, my business is doing well. That's great. And the other thing, you know, I looked I look around the other day and I saw a parking lot full of cars of people I've created jobs for. That to me was like, wow, that's, that's, that's a good thing. Nothing better than that feeling. I know that feeling well. It, yeah, it's yeah. very, very special. Very nice. Well, yeah. let's have a little bit of fun here and go back in time. I would love for you to share your first really special car and maybe a memory you have with that vehicle. Yeah, I, even though I'm six foot six. Oh, wow. I okay. Like, I, <laughs> I like small cars. I really like small cars. <laughs> so uh, I currently drive. I've got a Mini Cooper, John Cooper Works. It's a fantastic Ooh, little nippy nice. car. Yeah. And it's little little B roads between me and, you know, it's about a 20 minute blast. It's a, it's a great little car. But then I also had a, a Lotus Elise uh, S1 that Ooh. I spent as much money that I purchased it on upgrades and I sent it off to a place and they, you know, they gas flowed the head. We had forged pistons put in there. We had individual throttle bodies, proper exhaust manifold. The thing flew, proper suspension, proper brakes. It really, Sounds really flew very well. very cool. That was a pretty cool car. And then, you know, I, at the time I, I used to go up to Geneva every weekend and I was living down in Monaco working for this Italian company. I used to come back at kind of, you know, leave, leave Geneva at about, I don't know, nine o'clock in the evening, come right down the route Napoleon. Everybody knows that road. It is just this fantastic twisty road through the, uh, kind of goes through the Alp Maritime down, mm -hmm. down to the coast, down to the Mediterranean. Yes. It's open, it's sweepers. And that time of the night, I'd be kind of going through there midnight till one o'clock in the morning. There wouldn't be anything. It was just kind of moonlit nights. And <laughs> all you could hear were wolves just blasting through this pitch black scenery, just with your headlights piercing the light. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. You took me back a little bit. In 96, I was in uh, Europe, picked up a new Porsche yeah. and drove it around Europe. And I drove on that road. Yeah. And it's a nice yeah. road. I didn't do it in the middle of the night. It was the middle of the day, but still. Hopefully, you didn't have too many caravans. They get a lot of. Yeah, it, it, uh, I, you know, it's been a while. That was uh, 20 years ago, yeah. I think, now. So, okay. right. Yeah, right. but uh, it was definitely fun. Wow, you took me back there. Yeah. Well, how about a car that you've let go? Is that old seller's remorse? Is there something you've sold that you wish you had back? It wasn't actually mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was, it was a good pal of mine. A lot of people may know a guy called Max Girado. He's now left, but he was uh, the auctioneer for RM Auctions. He was in charge of RM Auctions oh, in Europe. Oh, yes. Okay. I know who he is. Anyway, he had quite a few cars, and he had one that he, he bought. 
you know, for some reason he ended up in his hands after the auction. And it was a, it was a, a 1972 Porsche. Porsche, I should say. Sorry. Oh, um, they're very a, proper, yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. It, it was a 2.7 RS recreation, but it was done really well. Ooh, it was done really, really well nice. with, you know, with a, I don't know what the engine was. I, I didn't know that much about it. That was just an unbelievable car. You know, I really like the fact that there was, you know, there's no power or anything. There's no, just nothing. And it's just you and the car. And you could just, the narrowness of the car and on English B roads, you could just slip it a bit. And it just, oh, fantastic. <laughs> It'd be uh, kind of like what we call over here an R group car. So a, a modified right. 911 to kind of an uh, RS qualifications, if you will, fender yeah. flares. And, yeah. yeah. You know, I love yeah. those cars. I had a 72S. It was a wonderful car. It wasn't modified at a 2.4 liter, which was a stock yeah. engine for those cars before they switched over. But wonderful cars to drive. Yeah, they just do so many nice yeah. things. They sound yeah. great. Well, let's talk a little bit about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what's going on at G-Technique, what our listeners can maybe expect coming up from you guys, what's new, what are you working on, what are you doing uh Here's your chance yeah. to sell this product to uh, right. uh to the to the cars yeah listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, look at gtech.com, fantastic products there. Well, there look, we <laughs> um, we're always working and and this is one of the things we always look at products and look, but you know, this you've, you've worked you've you've worked for Grios, you know, you've got the same kind of philosophy, I'm sure, but you know, I look at uh, products in a way there's three things important things. It's it's uh price ease of application and performance and those those are the kind of three things that we look at and we're always pushing forward on product we're bringing out new you know we, we're developing we have version twos of products version threes of products and this is you know really what we're doing is we're looking at at these amazing silicons that are coming through and we're seeing what we can do and and adapting and, and, and upgrading the products we got our exo product is, is just about to get upgraded but you know the key thing what we're trying to do is uh, you know, we're now setting up in uh, in, in Atlanta, um, have a strong presence in in the U.S. market, and and, nice. and you know and, and work with detailers, and again try and help build their businesses and and, and work with them to to bring a, a step change in, mm-hmm. in product performance and in technique, and and you know just raise touch as many people as we can with better products and better practice in terms of how to prepare cars and, and look after them. I had Jim Thomas on the show from Onsite Shine. He's the one that introduced yeah. us and got us all involved. He loves your products yeah. and uses those. Yeah. And, and I love the concept here of this constant improvement, that kind of Kaizen yeah. philosophy of never-ending improvement so that there's a stage two, stage three, stage four, if you will, of the product yeah. line, yeah, and, which is a nice correlation to the, the technology that we see today where you come up with new upgrades for things all the time. In the yeah. case of car care, it's not a pain in the rear when it happens. It's a good thing because yeah. it just makes it work better. So I'm I'm very excited again to be able to talk to you and learn more about this product line. And, and for listeners out there that might not be familiar with the brand, you can go to Rob's show notes page here on Cars Yeah, and there'll be links to the website. I encourage you to reach out to them. Try some of these products. I think you're going to be really, really impressed. And uh, if you have your car detailed, talk to your detailer. If they're not carrying the product line, they need to look into it and get with the plan. So they sure do. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I think that's absolutely imperative. Yeah. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Rob. If you were a car, what kind of car would Rob be and why? Well, I'm big. <laughs> yeah, you're a tall guy. You don't you don't fit in every guy. car. I'm, I'm trying to imagine no, you in that well, Lotus. It's kind of, it, well, it's funny. It's funny that actually the Lotus was fantastic. I'll tell you what's even funnier is that I had a uh, car before. I had uh, yeah, the car just pre- previous to this Mini was a, a, a five series Touring. It was a um, 
E51, nice. V8 okay. one, which was, yeah, it's a nice car. But actually, the Mini's got more legroom than a, you than know, a 5 Series. I'll tell you something. I, I bought two Mini Coopers for my daughter when she was younger. And yeah. I used to drive her from here to college. And it's a 1,400-mile drive. And then I'd fly home. She'd keep her car down yeah. in L.A. And then I'd fly back and drive back yeah. with her. And the first time he went down, as women typically do, they pack a little heavier than us guys. And sure. all the stuff yeah. she had sitting there she wanted to put in that car, I went, this is never going to fit. Yeah. But we got it all to fit. And I'll tell you, the three-day drive down there – I couldn't believe how comfortable that car was and how roomy. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, they're real kind of. Sorry, are you saying then you're a Mini Cooper in some way? This is an no, ox, this is no, oxymoron. No, no, here. no, 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 no. <laughs> I am, I am a 1960s American station wagon. Oh, with, ben, with bench seats. That you know, <laughs> I, I think those. I would love to have one of those cars over here. Um, you know, big kind <laughs> yeah. of Buick station wagon with a bench seat they're just a friendly car aren't they I mean, you're there, just, everybody just gets in and everybody just likes it i i don't know there i guess go. maybe that's that's our rose tinted view from sitting over this side of the pond well it's very very interesting i like the way you answer that that's why it's an interesting question and as a kid we had two oldsmobile vista cruiser station wagons in our family with the big bench seats and the seats in the rear and the the skylights above in the back yeah. of the car, so uh, maybe I'll have to go dig one of those up for you and bring bring one of those over the pond yeah. for you. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I yeah. don't know how you'd yeah. ever drive it around on those little roads, but yeah, that could be interesting. <laughs> Very that nice. Interesting. Well, Rob, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah, sponsors. Hey, cars. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Rob, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Okay, this is very left field. Keep a, keep a candle in your, your glove compartment because that can set – if you live in northern environments, you live in Florida, it's not important. <laughs> when you say a candle, you mean a flashlight. No, 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 no. A no, candle. No, a candle. 
an actual candle with a match. Because if you're stuck and your car breaks down and it's absolutely freezing, that can keep you alive. Ah, okay. Well, it gets cold in some parts of the country here in the United (laughs) States. So now that's a first time for that one. That's a very unique answer. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success? Never believe in your own PR. Ah, I love it. Very nice. Now, how about a resource? There's some great resources out there, but is there one in particular you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, particularly for for my business, is uh, there's a UK website called Detailing World, mm. and it's you know it's been great, yeah. uh, and and really I've built my business from that Very that nice. website. Yeah, I've been on that website. It is a great website. So uh, if you have any interest in car care, it's a great place to go, and we'll have a link on Rob Shono's page to that. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think the Cars Yow listeners should read as well? It's not really to do with cars. That's okay. It's more to do with working things out. It's called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow uh, by Tan- Dan Kahneman, who's a Nobel uh, Prize-winning uh, psychologist. Oh. It's just a fantastic book just for kind of understanding how your brain works, really. Very and nice. And working out, working out all, all the foibles that you have. Mm, I'm going to have to get my hand on That's the first time that book's been yeah. recommended here, so I'm going to have to get a copy and read that. Sounds very interesting and intriguing. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Rob's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Rob Earl. His last name is spelled E-A-R-L-E. And there's another great place on the Cars Yad website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and the past 627 guest books are listed with quick, easy clicks to buy. So check it out. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Rob, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, something fun, something to enjoy, something you got to drive, but money's no object. I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why would you choose it? It's got to be the Porsche. It's got to be the 2.7 RS. Ah. But it's probably (laughs) too nice to drive, isn't it? No, it's not. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, it's not. I don't know. Maybe you just want to have one of those R cars that's just, that's a, that's kind of like it, but it hasn't, I don't know. I mean, they're just going silly money. I'll tell you, I have a good friend here. He's a listener. He's probably listening right now, so I'll put a big smile on his face. My bu- good buddy, Bill, Yeah. he bought one of those back before they went ape crazy price-wise. He restored yeah. it to immaculate condition. It's been on the lawn at Pebble Beach, won an award at Pebble Beach. Oh, it, wow. It is yeah. a spectacular car to drive. He drives his. Um, yeah. So if you have one, you got to drive it. So I'll buy you one of those, but you got to promise okay. me that you drive it, okay? Oh, uh, is that a promise? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. What I'll, what color? I'll drive it. What color would you like? Uh, oh, I don't know. The Germans—they do some crazy colors, don't they? I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd go with a chocolate brown one. The one that I was driving around was bright green. Yeah, that's a pretty cool color. Viper green, I mean, yeah, the, emerald yeah, green. There are some bold colors there. I know. Well, there are some bold colors. I mean, I suppose, yeah, white would be the obvious choice. Well, I think the green yeah. one. The gr- green okay, okay, I'll get you a uh, emerald green yeah. or viper green, as they call that. Uh, yeah. I think you'd look very good in that car. And yeah. uh, I know you'd fit in it as well. So uh sounds like yeah. a winner to me. It's Gosh, that's on my bucket list. One of my favorite cars yeah. of all time. So, yep, I missed that boat a while back when they were You're affordable. A, <laughs> You're a man with good – well, exactly. 
Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, I um, do. I have a champagne taste on a beer budget, as I always say. But um, the yeah. uh, Porsche 2.7 RS Carrera, yes, very, very nice. Well, Rob, yeah. you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would. It's been so much fun talking with you. I want to oh, thank you. Yeah, I want to thank you for yeah. calling in all the way over from, from the United Kingdom, uh, our buddies over there, our allies. And, and I want to ask you to give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you head off down that English country road in that sure. 2.7 RS Carrera. Okay, you know I pick up stuff all the time, and I, and I quite, kind of like I'm a bit of an amateur psychologist and, and stuff. But I, I read on um, on an app on my phone thing from a guy called Darius Foru called, and it said the purpose of life is not happiness; it is usefulness. Ah. And there is a lot in that. There is yes. a lot, and there's a lot of people hung up on being pursuing happiness. No usefulness. Be useful. Wonderful. I like that. Very nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and G-Technique Car Care? It's gtechnic.com. It says G-T-E-C-H-N-I-Q.com. There you go. Well, listeners, again, it's awesome. You need to check this line of car care products out. I think you're going to be yeah. very impressed. Website will be on Rob's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Rob in that search bar and his page will pop right up. Take a look at what they're doing. Go to the website. They've got great videos, a lot of education there. Being useful, most definitely, is this brand. So G-Technic is awesome. Mark, you're a star. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, Rob, thanks for being so generous today. Thank you for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.